Good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of the UFC TV. So episode eight today. Um, as always, thank you so much for everybody who has watched the previous episodes. Um, again, positive feedback from last week, so I really appreciate that. Um, joined again today, a few familiar faces, um, and again, a special guest in Mr. Non-League himself, um, Ollie Bayliss. So if you want to introduce yourself, please, lads. Yo, George Martin, back again, resident guest here every week. And the return of the maestro, another week, another episode. Make sure you follow, subscribe. You're missing out if you're not. Um, Morley's, um, aka Nana, um, back again. Um, you know, I'm always here anyway, guys. Subscribe. How's it going, guys? I'm Ollie Bayless. Thank you for inviting me onto your, your podcast. Absolute pleasure, mate. Um, right, we'll start off. Um, anybody in non-league or grassroots who doesn't know who Ollie is, I'd be extremely surprised. Um, I, will, I will go out as far as to say I don't think I've ever seen football Twitter so unanimously behind one person. In terms of information, genuinely, in terms of information and that, if Ollie doesn't say it, it's not true. I feel like that that became a thing during the during lockdown. It was forget the government advice, forget what other links were being sent. If Ollie didn't tweet it, don't listen to it. How did that feel? Did you get that sort of vibe? Because that's how it come across to, to myself and a lot of other clubs. I don't know. That's a bit extreme, but that's that's a, that's a lot of power, isn't it? I mean, I can just. It is. It is. I, I mean, we're all bored. Should I should I just say now we can play football now and we'll just. Get well. Why not? Why not? Should I just do that? Um, no, I mean that's very that's very flattering. That there's a lot of people that that do some good covering on league. I think it's growing actually. I think more and more people are taking social media and and podcasts and and blogs, YouTube, all that kind of stuff to to cover grassroots and non-league football at the moment. Maybe partly that's because none of us can actually go out and, and play and watch football at the moment. But I think that's really grown in the last year. I think that there's been more and more people interested in the, the grassroots game. So hopefully that that stays when, you know, when we're all out of this COVID mess. Hopefully we, we kind of keep up the, the support and the love for grassroots football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that, that that's exactly it. We, we started this... Um, as just a way to sort of keep the players connected, really, originally. Um, like you say, you can't physically meet, you can't, can't physically train as a team. So we did just keep it together. Then we got some positive feedback. So we tried to provide a bit of entertainment. We've had some some really good guests on. We've had, you know, uh, Dan Edwards uh, was my coach at QPR. We've had Alex Rhodes with professional at Brentford. Last week, we had uh, Moses Duckwell on, who plays professionally out in Finland at the moment. Um, but yeah, grassroots is obviously where we're at. Um, we're looking to go into sort of non-league um, eventually you'll take that step. Um, so yeah, in terms of the coverage, where, where did that start for you? What what was where did the passion come for from the, for non league? I've I've always been a fan of non league football. I, I grew up in a, a town called Aylesbury in, in Buckinghamshire, and that was the only the, the only football club was was Aylesbury United really locally. There wasn't a, a Premier League club. There wasn't a football league club in in Buckinghamshire. So it just kind of made sense that you'd support your local town, and and I guess have that local town had a a football league or a Premier League team, and maybe it would have been different. But I followed them and, and sort of branched out and followed, I guess, more more non-league now, a bit more of a ground hopper. Um, and I happened to work in the, the BBC and local radio as a journalist. And so in the last sort of three or four years, I've been able to combine the two, really, and find a bit of space on the, the schedule to let me do a show about non-league football. And it's, it's kind of grown from there. 
um, and increasingly looking to try and, you know, try and cover non-league from a journalistic sort of standpoint. But, but first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a fan of football. I'm a football fan and, and that's it's the love of the game, really. I, I don't really want to be talking about COVID rules and, and protocols and all that sort of side of things. I'd much rather be talking about, you know, actual football and, and all the, the kind of great and weird stuff that used to go on on the pitch when, when we actually had games. You know, non-league is a brilliant place for for outrageous goals and, and stupid mistakes and really weird stuff, you know, going on teams that had to play half a season because they haven't got a registered goalkeeper, you know, weird things like that that, that happen all the time in non-league. It's brilliant for stories like that. Um, I really miss being able to cover that as opposed to what's the latest government rules, what's the rules on fans, all that sort of stuff at the moment. But unfortunately, that's that's where we are, isn't it? And, and hopefully we're on the way out of that now and hopefully in, in the next few months things can get back to normal. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I think we're, we're all waiting for the, the same thing as what to go ahead. Obviously, they've announced uh, organised or organised football to return from 29th. So we're hoping to sort of return to a league or cup action. Um, that's the plan anyway. Um, I mentioned it earlier where I said about in terms of obviously people unanimously going to your page to look at stuff. Are you aware of sort of the extent of how much people do sort of take your word as such um, because I said we, we definitely did it was a case of like you know you'd have the government updates and it's sort of like okay you kind of have to wade through it you break it down into nice sort of small segments that it's, it's easy to read you know what's going on it's clear cut and I said it sort of became a thing if Ollie says it believe it sort of thing yeah a little, a little bit um, I, I I hope people aren't just kind of taking my my say so and, and going out and doing it and it's it's really difficult actually it has been for and not just for me, for, for anyone to know what they're supposed to be doing, because you've got you've got your league and what your league is saying to you. You've got your local county FA, you've got the FA, you've got the government, you've got your local council. There's been times where they've all been saying different things. You know, when we went into the kind of the the tier restrictions and things, you'd have the government that would be saying, you know, if you're in tier three, you can't do this, you can do this. You have a local council that say something different. The FA would would say something or wouldn't say something. Your, your county FA would say, oh, it's fine, carry on play. You know. I don't know. I don't know to listen to at this point. Yeah. Listen to, I guess, whichever one is telling you you can play football. But it's it's like, and then if you know, it's like if the police came and and, and said, "That's what you're doing. Are you supposed to be playing this game of football?" It's like, well, well, whose guidance do you show them? Do you say, "Well, you know, the local FA is saying we can do this," or the FA is like, it's really confusing. And and actually, we saw the police not even knowing what the rules were. You know, we saw there was a point where non-league clubs could have fans in the sort of higher tier of restrictions according to the FA or the government, but the police had a different interpretation. They're always, they looked at something else and were writing letters to clubs saying, actually, you can't do this. It's like, there's so many different people. And I think everyone is genuinely trying to do their best and try and interpret things and try and keep everyone safe. But you've got like five or six, seven different authorities all telling you different things. So it's been a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, I, I hope people don't just totally trust me because I don't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> But no, that, that is exactly it. We You have five or six different people and it's different advice. Like we, we had the exact same thing. Like you said, the FA says, okay, cool, it's good to go back and resume leagues up to individual leagues. Then the individual leagues say it's okay. And then there's another bit of a government advice that then says you can't travel between tiers. And it got to the point where we was having to do surveys with the league and we were having to sort of say whether or not we would be able to fill the team based on the players being in one area because obviously our league covers uh, Essex and London. So you've so you've got some players that come from London, some that come from Essex. Like us ourselves, we've got players that travel in from Central London, and we've got players that are sort of on the outer skirts of, of Essex. And it's 
turning around and then going, well, actually, you're not allowed to play, but you are allowed to play. And then you can train, but you can't. And if you come and play, it just got it got crazy. Like, it really did. And the rules didn't make any sense. And trying to wade through the FA and the, and the government guidelines, it was a nightmare. And it tended to be like, say, it was, we'll have a look at Ollie's page, see what he said. I'm sure he's understood it at some point. And it just <laughs> sort of broke it down a little bit easier. So genuinely from us, thank you for, uh, for the coverage. I think it's great for, for non-league and grassroots football. Um, how do you see it moving forward? Do you think it's just going to be a, a straightforward return or do you think it's going to be? I really hope it, I really hope it will be. And I, I think it will be, actually. I, I think, you know, the numbers are going in the right direction. I think more people that, that got the jab and that are protected, the, the less people that can catch it. So I, I think, I mean, look, you know, none of us really predicted that this winter was going to be as bad as it's been. But, I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, I think increasingly as well, it's been proved that outdoor sport is is really safe. That there are very few cases of, of COVID being transmitted on a football pitch. Now, the challenge around that is is lift sharing. It's getting transport. It's it's you know those side of things, the changing rooms, it's those bits that are, I think, still the the challenge because you can't just sort of click your fingers and and you know. Uh, and what I'm trying to say and teleport onto a football pitch you know you, you have to get there and unfortunately there's going to be coaches minibuses cars and things like that that's part of it but I think we're heading in the right direction now I think everyone is is quietly optimistic that next season will be hopefully pretty normal and, and pretty normal for, for the players and fans as well because even when we have had football back um, I don't know how much you guys have known, you know, there's there's so many rules, so many things you can't do and you can't shake hands before a match and all that side of things and, and fans aren't allowed to, you know, own certain numbers in certain ways and and for volunteers that have got to work out, you know, what they do with changing rooms and all the, the COVID protocols and health and safety, you know, it's it's not fun. There's been a point where, it, you know, people involved in football, it's, it's not what it used to be and we need to get back to that before people, people lose interest and just get fed up with this sort of stop-start, you know, huge amount of rules they've got to follow we need to get back to what it used to be like a year or so ago otherwise people are just gonna fall out in love with the game i think yeah i, I think that's bang on um we, we've had it like i say not being able to use change rooms it's, it's been a huge one especially when the winter was so bad oh you kind of, oh. yeah like, like yeah. The, the it's raining as well oh my God. Lord, you remember that last game we had at, at castle green when it was raining and we had to go oh, under that and it was I went in my car, mate. I went in my oh car. My I like, that's ridiculous. They didn't, they didn't have a word of that. Man, could, man hasn't been able to shout foot in months. Like every week, man jumps in the motor, sweaty, and I'm like, I just need to get home. Yeah, it's not great, is it? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wanted them to do something about it because after, especially when it's muddy as well, and then you can't have to shout afterwards, it's like, uh, getting changed before the game is when it's raining and, and it's cutting and we're getting changed outside and we've, we've got it's a stand cold, on man. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's those sort of things like you say that you then start to lose a little bit of love for it. I mean, myself, we, we have uh, two adult teams. So at home games, I'm having to go around and temperature check 32 different players, record score. It's just, it adds on 30 minutes of your time. You just... You don't really want to be doing going around the individual ones, writing down. Like it's just it, it gets a little bit, a little bit silly. It adds on time that you, you you don't want to be doing. You understand why you need to do it, but like you say, it really does start to take its toll. And you go, do you know what? Is it's not the same. We're not we're not back to how we how we were. I want to get back to that sort of thing. Uh, but Ams, I know you said you you asked me earlier, didn't you, um, about how COVID's going to affect football going forward. And I don't know if you wanted to say it to 
Yeah, last stop. Ollie, nice to meet you. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, as it's been well documented throughout COVID, and it always seems to be, we're talking about Prem teams, teams in, in top leagues in France, Italy, Spain, and how they've been crippled financially. And when it gets when it's coming to the window, you know, this January transfer window was was shocking in terms of, of money spent and and it's been well documented at the amount um the how how COVID has really affected football financially, but not much has been covered on a non-league level and 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 in levels where some people don't even know, can't even name you teams, let alone who's playing, like, how bad is it at a lower league level? Like, how will, will some teams have to fold? Will there be possibility of, of teams making some sort of comeback? Like, how bad is it in the lower leagues? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really bad. You know, it's clubs that are reliant on fans coming through the, the gate. You know, we're not talking thousands of fans, but clubs where, you know, they might have 100 supporters, 80 supporters charging five quid each and, and they might buy, you know, a couple of beers in the bar afterwards. That, that's how these clubs fund themselves. That's how these, you know, pay to join leagues. That's how they pay players' expenses. And they've not had that, you know, we're, we're looking at August before some of those leagues get back. So they'll have had, what, two months football maybe this year in, in 18 months. So, yeah, they've had so little revenue. It's, it's been a nightmare. And we've, we've lost a few. I'm amazed we haven't lost more, to be honest. But, you know, we've lost a few non-league clubs, but we, we generally do every year. Um, we haven't lost loads more than we'd have expected. And to be honest, got no idea you know how i think it's, it's down to volunteers it's down to chairman putting the hand in their own pocket and spending their money to keep them going um so hopefully we don't lose any more um but it's been really really difficult and then you look at you know grassroots teams and uh, when they used to be able to i don't know put on put on a little mini bus or something like that to get to a game and all the uh, you know keeping bars open and things like that and just being able to you know sell it couple of drinks afterwards things like that they haven't been able to do um that added on to like the extra cost of even the you know the the covid stuff the sanitizer and the, the temperature gun all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um it's been really really difficult um and there hasn't been a huge amount of support available really there's, there's been a couple of grants but nowhere near the amount of money that we'd have liked from from the government from the fa and from the premier league um and you know you don't want to compare it too much but if you look at Look at how much money that the government has provided for for arts, for, for theatre venues, for things like that. It's been so little of that that it's gone to non-league and, and grassroots football. Um, it's been really difficult. I'm I'm amazed we haven't lost more clubs, to be honest. Do you reckon like bigger teams, um, and I'm talking like basically teams in the Premiership, do you reckon they could have contributed maybe a bit more towards the lower leagues? Because we all know as as football fans what it's like you know, and, and how much money fans actually do bring in on a match day. And like you said, not every team brings in 70, 80,000 fans on a weekly basis. Some, it's a couple hundred, but you reckon more could have been done further up the football ladder? Yeah, I think they could have done more. I think they could have done a lot more. But having said that, you know, they're in difficulty as well. We, you know, Arsenal had to lay off 50-odd staff, didn't they, over the, the summer because, you know, they, they haven't got the money. They're uh, Premier League got the they, money. They're playing a Bamian like 200k a week. What do you mean? Well, Bamian and salary can cover a lot of non-league teams. As that's, that's the thing. It is, yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard seeing Premier League clubs do stuff like that, like furloughed, furloughed staff, like you know, Kate from the kitchens getting furloughed, but you got Ozil's being paid 350 but grand. If yeah. you think about yeah. it, like the loss of a non-league team, maybe they're losing a couple thousand. As much as it affects them, but 
a bigger team losing 20, 30, 40 million, it's a it's a heck of a lot more of a dent like in your pocket than it is for a lower league team to be losing out on a couple grand. So you can understand in, in one aspect why they've not wanted to help as much because for them, they're making massive, massive losses. Yeah, yeah I think they're, they're struggling, aren't they? But yeah, you're, you're totally right. You know, signing signing William for on a three-year contract for whatever he's on £300,000 a, a year compared to what that could do for, for non-league. But I, I don't think they're ever going to, unless they're forced to, they're, they're never going to say, OK, we're not going to sign a player. We're, we'll, you know, send it all down to the Northern Premier League. I I, I just think it's unrealistic to expect them to to do that. Eventually, the Premier League was forced to to find money for League One and League Two to keep that going. I think they, they gave them fifty million in the end. The government sort of yeah. had to force them to do it. They they've, they've done bits and pieces. They have they have provided grants here and there and a bit of money, but but not a lot. But they're they're existing in a different kind of stratosphere of money, aren't they? But they're they're struggling as well. I think. Yeah. On a positive I mean, note, so um, taken away from COVID, I mean. Is there kind of any teams or any players that you think people to watch out for for non-league football as well? Because, um, I mean, you cover way more than I do. And I've got a couple of friends who play non-league football. But just for the for, for the show, I mean, is there any kind of teams or players that you think players to watch out for? Because it'd be good to then, like, put more attention on non-league footballers and players in particular. Ollie, if you don't mention a good friend of mine and somebody I grew up with, I'm going to be really upset. Oh, mate, oh, no. forget about um, I, I, I locally because they're not far from me. I, I see, fa- see a fair bit of Boreham Wood in the, the National League. They're one of the teams I cover, and really pleased to see Sorba Thomas get moved to Huddersfield um, uh, last month. He's a really good young fullback. He, he can play up front as well. He, he, you know, got a dream move to, to Huddersfield to the Championship side um, a month ago. He's a really good player, and the the guy that plays on the other wing for Boreham Wood, Kane Smith, is is twenty one, twenty two, really good fullback as well. I think he's. He's one to watch for the future. Cool. But you've heard what it about Mohamed Betamar? I'm sure you know who Mohamed Betamar is. I don't know who he is. Oh, oh no. no idea. Town. You, ain't, you ain't got a clue, mate. You ain't got a clue. Uh, Ollie. You ain't got a clue who he is. Who's he played for? He was he was at Barnet, but he's at Aldershot Town right. at the moment. I'll keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. on his radar, mate. his radar. <laughs> he, basically, he basically just turned around and said, sit down and shut up. Yeah, <laughs> so I was told, um, and obviously I've done a little research before you actually came on, um, yeah. that you're also something to do with uh, Football Manager. So I wanted to find out a little bit more about that myself, because obviously I, I, mean, I, I work in an industry where don't get me wrong, I don't mind my job, but I don't absolutely love it. I mean, that might be a job that you just genuinely think like, you know what, that's, that's something I actually enjoy. How does that feel? And what is it you're actually doing? Yeah, it's, uh, it's brilliant. So I, I, don't, I don't do loads. I do, I do a bit of research for some of the non-league teams, basically. Um, I put the stats into the game, you know, so-and-so six or a seven for crossing or what his pace is and all the kind of career stats and stuff awesome. like that. Um, that's good, Brilliant. I, I love it. I've always loved the game since playing sort of like championship manager in the, the late 90s there. I just think, I, I think you're either a football manager man or you're a FIFA man, aren't you? And for me, I, I play a bit of FIFA, but it's all about football manager for me. I just think, I just think I'm so realistic. I think they're brilliant. You're going so, yeah, to get an invite to the Maskell household very soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um, I'll play one game six hours later and you're researching your physio's history from 10 years ago. Yeah, it's, 
There's, there's oh nothing. my days, you're joking. No. Mm-hmm. It's mad, isn't it? They're, they're, you just lose time to them. But it, it's because it's it's because it's so frustrating and so difficult that it's so rewarding, isn't it? That it's so hard to it's so hard to win things. When you do, you feel like you genuinely really achieve something. I think we all fancy ourselves as a bit of What's your managers, greatest though? football manager story, though, Ollie? Like, have you taken a non-league team to like Europe? Yeah, I did um, years ago when I was at uni, which probably says a lot about how how hard it worked. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I did St. Albans City um, into the Champions League. So five promotions and, and into the Champions I think that was, that was like 15 seasons in the game um, and about two years of my life. But um, still proud of it. Still, still name you half that squad. And it was probably 10 years ago and none of them were real players. You know, they were all kind of new gen players that the game had generated. But yeah, I, I'm very proud of that. You start to feel feelings towards those players. You get a new gen player and you're like, yeah, yeah, him, him. And you always convince yourself he's a real player. You get you get a new gen come through and he starts banging goals in for you. And he's and then you know a couple of years later you're like, oh yeah, what whatever happened to him? Forgetting he, he wasn't a real he's player. Not real. I've done that so many times. One of the um, best things about being a researcher and doing some of that is that they name the occasionally they name a new gen after you. So every now and then in different people's games will be little Ollie Bayless that will that will pop up. Um, yeah. Normally a kind of like a, a one star ability left back at Scunthorpe that that retires at the age of 20, you know, gets released. But um, yeah, occasionally people will send me like a little screenshot of, of my player or me in their game as a player. I don't think I've ever won anything anywhere, but um, yeah, it's quite nice to just sort of pop up in, in people's games. Uh, Sorry, say that again? So then, did you play football before you started this? So... I, um, yeah, youth level I did. I was not very good, um, which is kind of why I do what I do now, because if I could play football, I'd be playing football and, and not covering it. But it's sort of the, the next best thing. Um, yeah, I was a, I was kind of underwhelming sort of right winger, um, youth football. Um, not at any kind of level, but um, yeah, sort of no pace, couldn't really cross. Um, worked hard. I've always been like, you know, quite willing and like positionally because I just, you know, I watch so much football. I feel like I know where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do on a football pitch. It's, it's the actually doing it bit that, that I struggle with. Um, but I still play, I play five aside every every Thursday or at least did before COVID. I still try and play as much as I can. George might get a job there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw one shot in. No more. <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if ever you boys need a, an underwhelming right winger that can, you know, do a job in the last twenty minutes and run around a bit, then you know, give me a call. We oh, we've got Nano. We've got Nano. Oh, <laughs> shut up! I, I, I'm at fullback, mate. That's why. I, <laughs> I can play on the left. Okay. <laughs> well, left foot. <laughs> no, cut inside. Uh, that's weird. Cut inside and this bang in top bins. Yeah. Good to go. Mm. Scuff it wide. Um, but yeah, same idea. <laughs> No, you're you're absolutely welcome, Dan, to, to come and watch a game if, if you sort of get get a spare time. I mean, no, you say there's nothing better than standing in the rain watching a watching a bit of grassroots football, is there? No, exactly. I mean, hopefully when it comes back, the weather might have got a bit better. Hopefully, you know, we play a bit in April and May. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's Britain. April's still going to rain, isn't it? But it might be a little bit warmer rain than it was over the winter, at least. We're actually getting decent seasons now. It's actually like, got a bit of wind, a bit of snow, and now it's... But the funny thing is, I saw people around my way, they were salt in the floor like they were expecting snow again. Oh, please no. Don't oh, so confused. I hope to go there's no more snow. We, we're a club that obviously, we, you know, we've got, we've got a five-year plan. Um, 
COVID's kind of has interrupted that a little bit. But in terms of for us, we're looking to sort of, you know, break into step six and things like that. What advice would you give one me as manager and two sort of as to, to the players as well um, in terms of, you know, we've got players that have played through non-league, including myself, but in terms of taking a club from grassroots to non-league, what would you say are sort of the real key components that, that you need? Obviously, you see so many different clubs. Is there specific things that each club sort of has that kind of ties in or, or what do you think the setup is that we really need to push on with? I think if you can get a, a good core of players, it sounds like, like you have, you know, you can see it's not like going up from League One to the Premier League and, you know, professional football. Actually, you've got a good core of players who are dedicated and going to work hard. You can you can really bounce up the leagues. Um, quite a lot of clubs do that. I think it's, it's the players and having that sort of togetherness and not, not kind of ditching those players when you go up a level and try to bring in other players. And I think some clubs get to step six and start trying to throw money at players and, and bringing them in. And actually some of the clubs that have done really well in non-league are ones that, that haven't paid players at all. And they've just bounced up through the, the sorry, lads, <laughs> just bounced <laughs> up through the, through the divisions with a good core of players who, who want to work hard and, and want to stick at it. And generally a sign of a struggling, I think a struggling non-league team, a grassroots team is one that, that gets through 70 different players in a season that, that chops and changes and, and, you know, brings players in and other players leave and get fed up. Then you can keep a good core of players together. You do really well. I, I think that's a great shout. Sorry, we, we just mentioned as well about players chopping and changing to get to a certain level. It's something I've been wanting to discuss on the podcast and I thought I'd ask yourself quickly. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter over the last sort of few weeks when steps three to six was initially null and voided. There was a lot of players from those steps that we're then talking about coming down to step seven and eight. Um, where, where do you stand on that? So as a manager, if you, if you was a manager at the club, would you agree in terms of taking those players or would you sort of be like, like you just said, keep the core players that you've already got? Because um, it's a difficult one. There's obviously a lot, there's pros and cons to both. A lot, of, a lot of managers would say, well, you know, a championship club wouldn't turn down a Premier League player if they were available for three months. But then on the flip side, you've, you've got it where, like you said, you've got a core group of players. Do you upset them and bench players for the sake of someone coming for a couple of months and then disappearing again? I'm just wondering what your views are on that because you cover so much non-league. Yeah, it's definitely happening a lot. There's definitely a lot of players at that level that are that looking at trying to join a, a Step 7 club or a club below that to play a bit of football. I, I, think, I, I think I'd try and stick with the players I've, I've got because... I don't think you're going to win much in this this time period. It's going to be about mini cup competitions. It's going to be about sort of half finishing seasons. There, there may or may not be promotion in, in grassroots leagues. I, you know, you can understand why you'd want to bring in a player to get results and if you were looking to get promoted. But I don't think that's on the table for a lot of clubs at the moment. So I think, you know, stick with the players you've got. Stick with the players that are going to be there again next August when you, you start the season. There's not really any point in bringing in players who would just, just want to, you know, win a few games for you because... Ultimately, where does that get you in the long term? It doesn't. Um, I think a lot of leagues are looking to sort of introduce a rule where if you weren't registered before the, you know, the lockdown, you can't play for teams now. And I think that's that's probably the way forward. I, I think you know, stick with the players that have that have got changed in the rain under a marquee for you in, in October. You know, that are willing to do that because um, they'll be the ones that hopefully will be there in August as well. That's exactly it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's exactly how I feel as well. Um, it was just an interesting debate. I've seen a lot on, on football Twitter and there's been a lot of different opinions. Um, but yeah, I just thought it'd be good to ask yourself. Um, has anyone else got any questions um, before we let Ollie go? Because I know he's got to shoot off. Just promote us, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's out there. 
Get out there. Get out there. So unshameless. Nothing wrong with that, mate. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate the invite. It sounds like you're doing some really good stuff. Um, I'll try and get down and, and see a game when, when we're back playing. Cheers, Ollie. Really Cheers, mate. It. Thank you very nice much. One. Have a good evening, mate. You too, Look man. after yourselves. Take care. Thank you, mate. Right, so we're going to move on to another Would You Rather section now. Um, obviously, big thank you to Oli for joining us there um, and talking through grassroots non-league. Um, same as we did previously on another podcast. We had some hilarious answers. We'll dive straight in, ask a question, lads, if you give me your answers and uh, explanations as to why. We'll start off with quite, quite a nice tame one. Would you rather win the FA Cup and be relegated or finish mid-table but no cup? Well, that, oh, that, that happened, didn't that happen to Portsmouth? Yeah. Portsmouth. Wigan, Wigan as well, yeah. wouldn't it? Wigan, innit? Yeah, as well, yeah. I, I don't mind winning the FA Cup and get relegated. Nah. Nah, it's got to be a mid-table for me. You know what? If I'm, being, if I'm being selfish, I'm going to say um, FA Cup because if I win the FA Cup and I'm one of the best players there, I can get moved to a bigger club afterwards. If I'm being purely selfish... Mm. So it's what nice. I'm it's, it's, nice it's nice. It's nice to see the <laughs> loyalty's coming on show, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, it, you want you want you want the truthful answers. I'm giving you. I'm giving the honest truth. I, I don't know what to tell you. With all the European games in a what 46 game season in the Championship. Wow. That is that is a lot. Plus, yeah, you've got enough. the FA Cup, the Cabaro Cup, and depending on how, how low you are, the, the FA Trophy. The what cup? Uh, was it Cabaro? No, no, Carabao. No, no, no. Is it Carabao? I don't know that energy Carabao. drink cup. Wow. We have another dumb comment. We have another I, dumb that, comment. That one a dumb comment. It is, it is kind of oh. hard. Oh, who, who, who watches oh, the energy no, no. drink cup? It, it's, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, that drink there, I don't care, it's poison. That <laughs> made me sick. That drink is horrible. No, I remember, tell you what. I, I oh, they, 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 there goes our, uh, our sponsor. Yeah, yeah, there goes sponsor. <laughs> they, I don't want them to ever sponsor us. Fuck because they no. are the worst trick ever. Is it the, worst. the little cans? Do you remember? Did you ever? When I, when I went to school, I I used to go into the shop. When, mm-hmm. This is when I was like year seven. Um, Ryan, you know, do you know the shop by Royal Liberty School? The the one near the roundabout or the, yeah. the one close up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to sell an energy drink called Pussy, and I used to get yeah. it just for fun. I used yeah, to get I it just for fun. I used to taste like shit, right but then I used to be walking around and be like, Did they still sell it? I don't know. They still yeah. sell it. Yeah. Well, how much did it cost? Oh. Like twenty nine p or something. Uh, no, no, it was like fifty p, like, something. Like yeah, it was like fifty yeah. p, like fifty p for a can of pussy. Everyone, spending like, <laughs> <laughs> out five quids every day, like yeah, go on. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I mean, I'm not really how we deviated from that question <laughs> at all. Oh, right. oh. Mr. Simples. <laughs> so, so, so Nana, you're going. Epic yeah. Uh, George? Um, I'm saying mid-table. Um, I'd rather save the, the humiliation of being relegated. Don't there, There's highs and lows in football, but a relegation is just a, it's a, a long period. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like you, you've had to have had to have a pretty poor slog for the whole season. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to just stay in a league. If, I'm yeah. if, if, you're, if it's the Premier League and then you're getting relegated to the Championship, then yeah, stay in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm going I think I do agree with George there. So you are not win nothing ever in your career then, basically. That's not the question, though. No, but then yeah. potentially you may not ever win nothing in the Premier in, in, 
ever. So there's a chance to win something. But equally, but the thing like, is, I'll win the Champions League the next like the yeah. next four years. It doesn't matter if you're good or not. Harry Kane's one of the best strikers in the in the league, and he's still not won anything. Exactly, but it's a difference. You look at him thinking, oh, he just scored 100 goals for Tottenham, but won nothing. I'm going to edit that part out because he hates Harry Kane. Who does? Chris. <laughs> Can you say that on the podcast? <laughs> I'm saying Still, he's, he's won nothing. So He's won for a call. Right. Yeah, but so, equally, if he was to move to another team, surely he would win more stuff. So if he was to move, he's, he's banging goals. Don't get me wrong, but I... Yeah. I We've had this conversation before. I don't class Harry Kane as well class because he's not won no trophy. Thank you very that's, that's, much, George. That's what I have to say. What do you mean? I, I like... How do you mean he's not world class? Like, name a strike in the league. Oh, Nana, 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 cool, cool. Nana, wait. Nana, let me ask you a question. Chris, this is if why Harry I've been saying so long Nana. because you're saying chat shit right now. No, no, Nana. How do you say Harry Kane's not world class? Nana, but Nana, let's... How? Nah, okay, Nana, let's settle something, yeah? Go on, if on, Harry Kane was to retire tomorrow, yeah. yeah, would he go down as one of the greatest strikers ever? Yes. How? Oh, what has he done? Lovely. He's got a no, goal. Wait, 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 wait. I always say something, yeah? Tottenham are a very, very average team, yeah? He's brought them up to this level, number one. His goal ratios for Tottenham is incredible. Yeah, we're, England, not dis- wait, no, no, we're not wait, wait, disputing wait, wait. his goals. We're not disputing his finishing ability. Chris, the, the, what, what do you want the man to do? What do you want him to do? He needs to be no, selfish no. and move. He needs to be selfish and no, move. No, 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 no. He's a loyal guy. You want loyalty? No, 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 no. Loyalty don't make you go down as a great. I'm just watching Chris. He's great. No, he's not. He's not. Do you know what I am? Kyrie Kane is not attractive on the eye. I can admit that. Yeah. However, in terms of what he brings to the table. He's a clinical finisher. No, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, therefore, he's got everything's locker, left foot, right foot, header, no pace, but he can finish. So, what more do you want him to do? He needs Win to win a But your <laughs> career can't be defined. No, no, your career can't be defined by golden boots and, and PFA team of the year. His job is to do one thing, to, to score. score goals. Okay. No, 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 Listen, listen, listen. Name me a world class player that hasn't won a trophy other than if, if you're saying Harry Kane, name me a world class player that hasn't won a, a, a trophy. I can't put it on my head right now. It's, it's kind of exactly. Late. You can't. It, no. Alan Shearer, absolute bowler. He played for Blackburn, won a Premier League at Blackburn. Uh, yeah, with Chris Blackburn. Sutton up top. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> me. For me right now, in the world, he's top five top strikers in the world. I've just had a look at who's in the running for the golden shoe at the moment. Harry Kane's 10th. He missed a lot of games. He missed a lot of games, mate. But there, he hasn't. There, there's yeah, players he like Andre like, Silva above him. He missed six games. Come on, all right, lads. I've Patrick Bamford, a striker that's come from the championship, who people have said he can't score goals, has scored more goals than him, bro. I'm saying for free, any any team will take Harry Kane in a heartbeat. Yes, they any would. Football. They would. He's not world class, though. He is. He's no, he's not. He's not, Nana. I'll ask you again. Nana, I'll ask you one more time. Name me a world class striker that hasn't won nothing. Answer that question me. for me and then, me. and then I will leave it. Me and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ryan, tell him about my finishing today. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> is it finishing or is it just dead keeping? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Right. I'm, I'm FA Cup anyway. Come at me when you can touch the crossbar. Uh, don't need to touch the crossbar, mate. You're fathead. <laughs> right, again, I have not. I have no idea how we got distracted from such a. No, no, I'm telling you, it's Nana every week. Why yeah. are you blaming me for? Yeah, it is it's you. you. It's always you. What? So why am I fixing this? Because you're always you. No, you just like being right, controversial. Right, hold, hold on. Do you know? Do you know what? Like, I'm. I'm gonna end this question. And I'm gonna say something, <laughs> and that's it. Not, nothing coming back. I can't stand Harry Kane, mm-hmm. and I agree with George's point. I can't think of any world-class players that haven't won anything. However, I do believe oh, Harry Kane is world-class. Based, based solely on the fact that I believe he would play for any single team in the world. Simple as that. It, no. that that's it. And that, to me, is how I judge a world-class player. Could he play for Bayern? Yes. Could he play for PSG? Yes. Barca? Yes. Atletico? Yes. Like, it's as simple as that. If you can play for all of those big teams, Man City? Yes. United? Yes. If you can get into those teams, then you're a world-class player. It's that simple. That, 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 that's my bottom line for it. So, man just spoken. I'm right again. Gaffer rules. Gaffer rules. <laughs> Fuck off, all of you. <laughs> Me and Sam's are right here. I don't care. Right. Ne- next question. Next question. So, would you rather know how or when you die? I'd rather know how I die. When? And you avoid it if you know that. Oh, fuck that, bro. Man said (laughs) when. That means you're going to be living your life on a time scale, waiting for that time to come. No, fuck that. No, that's better. That's better. So then we can do everything in advance. No, no, no. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. That's long. But But surely you know when... We know how, how you're going to die. die. You'll yeah. know how you're going to die. So surely you're just trying to avoid it. If I die like skiing oh, in France, but then, I'm but just not going to go to France. But then it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, like every Final Destination movie ever, if you yeah. know how you're going to die you're, and you try avoiding it, you still end up dying that way anyway. Like If, mm. if life's, life's planned, if that's okay. your way to go, like that's it, isn't it? You know? All right. I'm probably going to die at 50. I'm going to do a fuckload of shit. So I'm going to hit 50, I've ticked everything on my bucket list and I'm good to go. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather know when I'm going to die. I'd rather know when I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, it depends. I think it still depends. Like, if I, if I can avoid it, if I can avoid it. So if, like, like I said, if I know that I'm, I die skiing in France, like fucking 38 years old, I'm just not going to go to France. In none so of this the, final yeah, destination shit. Like I'm just not gonna go. Like yeah, but but, yeah, but, 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 but the question was that's that's when and how. Surely, mm-hmm. yeah, because you're saying you're when you go to France, so. when you're for, when you're however lot like that's but when it, and how you're gonna die. How well, you're yeah, gonna die? So. Okay, I get hit by a car, but you could get hit by a car anywhere. Oh, if it's like that, then then I'd rather know when. Yeah, and what you got to remember like as that. well is that if you if you then avoid the thing that you die from, it then just changes. Surely. Yeah, 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 I mean, it would then just change, wouldn't it? Like, if you've Chris avoided been that, watching Final Destination lately. No, no, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm saying, as in, like, if you avoid the thing that you're you're meant to pass away bye from, bye, yeah. then something else has to replace that. So you then don't know what's going to replace it. So no, like I, said, agree, then, I, I agree. I agree. When then? Oh, imagine, imagine knowing when you like how you're going to die. And you're, like you're, you're going to choke on a grape or something like that. That's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? But imagine, imagine like for some dumb, it's like reason, a really like, wimpy way a, out. Like yeah, dumb, like, you, how you, how you, know, you can plan your funeral, 
like to the T. You can plan your last dates. Nana's gonna have like a banquet of wings coming in from Morley's and that, and their <laughs> grease. He's gonna have a Morley's flag on his gravestone. He's gonna wear. A, he's gonna have a bath full of wings, and he's gonna <laughs> jump in. I mean, I'm doing wings Wait, as well. You know how you know, you know how they have open casket funerals. Nana's gonna be sat there with a Morley's wing in his hand in his casket. Every wing in their hand. And, and grease, hey, grease, leftover grease coming down. <laughs> Hopefully, it connects his beard. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, <laughs> oh shit! All right, I'll get it, man. So, ne- so next one. So this this is one that 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 my kids decided to ask. They said they wanted to ask this. Would you rather be a superhero or a supervillain? Hero, villain. Nah, villain. Villain. Oh, of course you would, Am. Trust you would say. Yeah, I was gonna say trust you would say villain. Villain. Oh, trust villain. this guy, man. Ah, hero, man. Captain. What do you think about being a villain? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. Oh fuck off. No. Come here. Come here. Can we wrap the show up there? That's that's it. Finish for today. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the title of the show. Nip that bit out. Nip that what did he say? What did he say? No, no, I'm staying in. Uh, you'll see. You'll see next on Saturday. You see on Saturday. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is brilliant, Chris. You're a fucker. That was good. Was good. Uh, right, so, so, George, what are you going? Um, gotta be superhero for me. I'm a massive Marvel and, and DC fan. I prefer Marvel, not gonna lie, but yeah. um, I'm a massive, massive Marvel fan. I lost a punish um, recently, George. That was so, ill. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Decent. Oh, decent. That was yeah. ill. Punisher is sick. Yeah. What a serious. I like Punisher. Um, yeah, no, I'd have to be a superhero. It'd have to be that. Because imagine, I'm like, like, just being a superhero, like when you grow up, you always thought, oh, I want to be Superman, I want to be Batman, I want to be Spider-Man. But my yeah. thing was Iron Man. I fucking loved Iron Man. He's yeah. just such oh, a geez, like he's such a geezer. Think about it as a superhero, you've got so much expectation to do the right thing all the time. And when like Bro, think, you're wait, a superhero, wait, wait. who cares? No, no, but think about it. Imagine you're just chilling. You're at home, you're just you're kicking back, you're watching the game, you, you cracked open a cold one, and then you hear someone getting mugged outside. There's yeah. an expectation that you got to get up and deal with it. I'm like, fuck nah, that. we we leave that shit to Batman, bro. But as a super, nah, but as a super villain, we have power. Yeah, but as a but as a villain, surely you're then are oh, you just chilling at home and then you're expected to go out and mug an old lady? Like, yeah, but you can do that whenever you feel like it. My no, point but is, a super villain. We're not talking about a guy that goes on Rob's handbags. Super villains. We're talking like some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, are we talking about like the Joker here or Thanos? Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, sort of level with. No, but, but 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 my point is, as a super villain, you do stuff on your time scale. Like, whenever you feel like it, I might I might be a dickhead today. I might not. Pretty much. Yeah, but like, villains like, have like this mad plan, like to take over the city and the world and, then they and end shit. Up using some potion to do a mad thing to people, and it's nuts. Villains are hard. Nah, listen. Like, if I was Iron Man, I'm not, uh, sorry, but I'm not helping old Doris get her handbag back. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fighting things that are fucking coming out of the sky and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm going to be a villain. So what we've got, two, so two villains, two heroes. Yeah. I'd probably go hero, I guess. You can't have a Punisher tattoo and go, and go villain. But if it, oh, Punisher's not a villain. Punisher's not a villain. Hold up, hold up. He's don't, not a don't, villain. Don't, don't, yeah, don't be putting the Punisher under villain category. No, no, I said, I said, you can't, 
like have a Punisher tattoo like a hero and then say you you want a villain. But he's a hero. Oh, he, he, he's, oh he's, I get what he's, you mean. He's a, he's a, he's a, the Punisher he's, is the real hero of them all. Like he's yeah. just on smoke non-stop. Yeah. Listen, the, the, the I thought you were calling him a villain then. No, no, no. <laughs> you do that to my kids and my missus, I'll do the exact same thing. I'm going yeah. to call Punisher someone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm nah, going to be a hero. But I ain't following no Batman rules where you don't hurt yeah. anyone. Fuck that shit. And you got to wait for the, for them for them to bring up that Batman sign at night. you got to be out your window every time. Oh, is it come up yet? Yeah, I'm going Just down. WhatsApp me instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you put it in yeah? Superman is, like, really, really strong and, like, he's, like, He's not human. So yeah. he can't have sex then. Because if he has sex then, he's going to kill any, every single person when he has sex. <laughs> bro, why is this in your head? Why are you saying he's got ectoplasm spunk? Why does, how that? did that... What's super... No, but, but think about it. That don't even make sense. Man's got ectoplasm spunk. You're thinking far too much yeah. into this. No, but yeah. you got to think about this. You, you, you must spunk. think he's got some superhuman spunk, like freedom. Like, he just comes... This spunk just comes out <laughs> swinging in Freedom? Like. You know... You know, you know what? You know you understand I asked this question because my kids asked this and now I've got to show them this back. He keeps going out thinking Sex outside education. the box. You think too much. Sex education right now for you kids. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't go to Nana with sex education, guys. Don't no, don't come to me. No, don't trust me. I'm the last person to come to me. <laughs> no. Right. So, what, what, so, so mentioning kids there, then another one. So, would you rather that you had made it as a professional footballer or your son? Come on, me. I know got kids, but obviously, you know, some of us have got kids. This this ties back in into when we had Dan on the show and he was saying how you get a lot of parents that push their kids because it's like they're trying to make their kids live the dream that the parents couldn't. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. But... it has to be me. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going for me. No, do, do you know what? Let, let me just say why. I would say I would say my son, 100%. Because here's my logic. If I made it as a pro, your name's out there. You're already rich. You're already famous. So that kid doesn't have a normal upbringing. Yeah, they're going to have an upbringing where they're used to money. They're used to the standard of everything being here. Like Dan said, you then go one or two ways. Either the kid loves football and wants to be like their dad. But if you're a decent pro... That kid's never going to live up to their dad. So that kid might then end up falling out of love with football. You I never know, I though. You look at Harlem. I wouldn't want to do that to my kid. So for me, I would rather watch my son make it pro if that's what he wanted to do and sit there as a proud dad and go, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, but you're not going to know that until you've not became a pro. But then to him wait until... Like, you, so if, you're if gonna you have to the sit thing, there and being broke till like your twenties for your son to that's start looking up later. That's my point. That's my but point. Why? Why, 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 like, do you have to be, why? Why do you have to be broke? Like, no, not broke. No, but, no, no, like, no, 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 no. You're gonna have to work, like no. You might as well make your son's life easier and give him a chance to start off. Because when you look at it like this, Chris, you got to still remember like, your perspective is is spot on, yeah. But when you think of it of your right, Chris Maskell's made it pro. He's a great player. Whatever he's done the business. Chris Maskell's not made it pro. He's an average fella from South London, North London, wherever. And it's going to be twice as your heart, twice as hard for your son to get recognised. So even if he has got talent, how 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 hard is he going to have to work to actually prove it? Whereas if you're already an established name, like we've got, for example, like George said, I think who said Harland? Uh, I did. Yeah, like he, uh, Ryan said Harland. Right, his dad wasn't 
great. He was at Leeds. He was at, I think he was at Man City as well. We all know him for being broken because of Roy Keane's crunching tackle, you know. But his son has not only exceeded his dad, his son's taken that Haaland surname to a completely different level. And you showed us a, a graphic the other day of what he's got a cousin who plays yeah. for Molde as well, who scored like 60 goals in 20 games and that. So it, it's it's kind of like a win-win for both. I don't know if the the, the question was quite fully understood. What I mean is, is in as in your kid wants to be a professional footballer, but doesn't make it. So I'm saying either you get to make it oh. and your kid doesn't. Oh, you've changed the you, question. No, it's the same. It's, that's the question. Oh. Either you, oh. Would you rather make it as a professional footballer or your kid made it? I if he wants to be, if he wants to be, then my son. What I'm saying is, you made it as a pro footballer. Your kid yeah. then wants to, but because you made it as a pro, he doesn't. Or you don't make it as a pro, but your kid does. So for me, I'm saying my kid. I, I'd rather my kid has his dreams. Simple as that. Oh, if, I've he never, I've never, wants, I've, I've, if he wants to be, then I'm going to That's different then. That's what I'm saying. I think, the question, I think the question might yeah. be misunderstood. I'm saying as in, yeah. you, if you make it as a pro, your kid doesn't. And if you don't make it as a pro, your kid does. Oh, oh no, def- definitely kid then. Definitely, so, definitely kid. I understand. I understand the logic about what you're saying about as in if you've made it pro, you, that kid's got more contact. He's more likely yeah. to make pro. He's grown up in a better, better environment, better life, not worrying about money and all that sort of stuff. And but then equally, like you said, Ams, you've got to wait twenty odd years or whatever till you find out if that kid's going to be a decent pro. Yeah. But just the sheer fact of if my kid wanted to. I, I'd give up anything. Oh, then yeah, yeah. If it if it's that, then definitely. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking him football every day or whatever he needs to. Everything to. Mm. Yeah, definitely. If you have a look at like Ronaldo, CR7. I got dodgy knees anyway. If you look at how he's 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 doing it with his son, and he's come out and he's blatant. He said, "Look, like I want him to become a professional, but I want him to come out and become a professional on his own merit, not yeah. not because of the name." And yeah. if you look at the videos of him now training with his dad. And 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 from he's already given him the 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 foundation, yeah. So for him to go out there and do his so, but I you know what I feel sorry for him because he's got some big boots to fill. Ah, uh, you you, 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 you mentioned Weir and Harland and that, but this guy, he's something else. It's like Messi's son. Uh, what what's what's his grand his granddad's like Maradona and his yeah, and Aguero's his yeah, uncle like, or something. Yeah, good part, yeah. Imagine that, like three of the best Argentinian players in the last like 20, 30 years. Like, you, you're just not going to live up to that whatsoever. I, I think for but, me personally, I'm going to still say myself. The reason being is that take away the selfish. No, 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 no. He's already said, he's already said he'd leave a relegated club to save himself. <laughs> and now he's saying, fuck the kids. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking me. Wait, 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 hear me out for one moment. Yeah. Take away the actual football side of things. If you watch a lot of ex-footballers who reflect on their career, a lot of them weren't happy. A lot of them went through a lot of misery and went through a lot of trauma as well. Very few of them, like I'm talking about a percent of them, actually came out of it, still financially stable, still mentally up there, didn't go through any rehab or something like that. I don't want that for my child. You see where I'm coming from? There's only so much I can do to protect them. In this social media era right now, you have one bad performance. The amount of abuse you're going to get it's horrible. Do you see I'm coming from? And I'd rather take that than have that on my child. So if I really love my child, you want the best for your child. So even though the passion might be there, and yes, it's great, I'm thinking I can't protect my child from that stuff. If it was like 30 years ago, mine should be hunting my child. But now, in the day and age, it's hard. And I get it. Because as a parent, I can't sit there and watch 
my child go through it and come back and then hear that abuse again. Look at Marcus Rashford. He does that Unfortunately, unfortunately, with the way that the day and age of football and that, it's just part, it's, it's becoming to the stage where it's like oh, it's becoming oh, part of the game. Like nothing and, 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 and that's the moral reason why I wouldn't want my child to do that. Because if you have a child of yourself, you need to think about they want something which, which they like, but as a parent, you know what's good for them or not. And you know your own child. And if you don't think they have the ability to then deal with that pressure, because I don't, I don't think a lot of people can actually deal with actually being a professional footballer. Take away their, their, the on-field, the off-field side of things. And me personally speaking, it would be hard for me to watch it. Um, now, of course, you can try and support as many as you want to, but for me, I think it would be difficult. So I would rather take the abuse myself and go through it rather than seeing my child go through it. If social media wasn't in, in, in play right now, mm. I would say 100% my son. But there's no, you can't control it because even all of us right now, we're normal living guys and we still go through mental issues one way or not. And it's hard for us. So imagine that a hundred times more. You can't even walk out your house without someone's getting onto you. It becomes, it's, 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 part, it's part of the job and the lifestyle, Nana. But the difference is that how I each other said, oh, it's part of the lifestyle, part of the job. So I'm going to sacrifice my mental well being just to be a mental no, no, no. It's, 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 it. it's, it's part of the life now because football as a culture has done nothing to stamp it out. You can't, though. It's impossible to stamp it no, out. You can't, but but something, there, there should be measures in place that prevent somebody from jumping on a keyboard, on their phone, at home, wherever, sending, tweeting people, directing, messaging them on Insta. There's got to be something that can be done. We can't just sit here and be like, oh, it, it's happened now. No, no, I, I, I agree with you, but it's not even just the social media side of things. Even if like the normal stuff, of, like going on the street, we now have the ability of free voice now. We can say whatever we want to, and then we're not being... Um, charged for it or not being there's no backlash for it as well so even this literally walk down the street someone's onto you about anything that you do your dress sense now look at Paul Pogba I know he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of stick Some, sometimes he, he asks for it but sometimes it's like oh it's a bit too much mm. it's a bit too much you see I'm coming from and then the other way though wait, wait, and therefore you got to remember not just the kids the grandchildren as well have to go through that same issue as well and that's a, as a parent you're looking at thinking I have to watch all of that and I can't physically do nothing about it. That's a lot. But so also, me, on the other hand, if if that kid, say, imagine that kid has fixed his sight. I want to be a professional footballer. You've seen it with so many young people dropping out of the game. You get he gets to that point at what what you sign a professional contract like 17, 18. like yeah. that. Imagine he gets turned down because just say we we was the professional footballer and he's just completely set his or or her eyes on that. And the, yeah. the disappointment how, from how, there how, can how also have the same effect. Yeah, how many yeah. players? How many players you see released from academies at 16, 17? I mean, there was, there was the young lad from Man City who mm. unfortunately took his life um, because was that the one that, that died recently. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you then have that side of it. Like, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's one of those things. If you really delve into it, it's kind of an impossible question in terms. Oh of like, yeah, of course, yeah. There's pros and cons to both. Um, I just think for me, I would, I would rather. I personally would sacrifice the fame, the money, and the glory for my son getting that if that's what he wanted. Yeah. But like Ryan said, make sure that I built up enough resilience in him to understand the pressures that come with it. Like yeah. even even just playing non-league, I've had to deal with it. Like I say, I've had I've had my own fans spit at me before. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, when you, you, you do even a, even a grassroots football now, you get people. Oh, you're, you're yeah. that, we, like, we had we had incident at the start of the season where where where, where certain mm. comments were made. 
And so this is not just something oh, at the top. Oh, yeah. That was mad. Yeah, I remember that. This is not just something at the top. This is something that stems all the way down to Sunday League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, there we go. It, just, it, a, it, another 20 minutes on one question. Yeah. <laughs> Linking into this one, then next question. Would you rather go back in time to give advice to your younger self or have your older self come back and give advice to you now? Oh, no, I'd go back a million. From, what, back from now? Million. From this age go now? Back. Yeah, yeah. No, if you, if you could go back. back from now to, to your early teens, say. I'll, I'll, I'm if going I go back. back to being yeah. 15, I'm going straight back. And I'm I back. am telling myself to bang money on Bitcoin. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I'm that gets to this age, I'm sorted. I'm I'm banging as much money as I can on Bitcoin. It's about life decisions that I made that I've that is a life decision. Did you see that prayer that he dashed his hard drive and he had like he had like 12, 15 Bitcoin yeah. and he dashed yeah, it like yeah. in a council thing and the council can't help him to get it yeah. back? Oh my days. It was something like, like 500 k a... worth of Bitcoin. For, for me, for me, it's not about the money. I, I think for me, it's yeah. I'll, it's not just money, it's also about decisions that I've made that I wish I could have learned. Because you know when your parents tell you stuff and then you're like, oh, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And then you look back and think, mm, maybe I should have listened as well. I think there's a lot of stuff right now that I wish I could have done better or mm-hmm. listened to their advice. Whereas anything the older me would tell me right now, I kind of know already now because I've learned from the experience. There's nothing new that... But- but if you if you're if there's stuff that you're struggling with now, the older you would be able to tell you that it gets better or worse, and you'd be able to plan accordingly from now. If that makes sense, that's what you got to think about. If there was one thing if, if, I could if, go right, back. If, like if you've got stuff right now, like you're like say you're struggling with you know the kids or the money or the house or football or this or that or a job you want to change jobs, and you're sitting there going, "I oh, do, I don't," that sort of thing. The older version of you will be able to go, look, take that risk, do it, it works out, or don't take that risk, and this is where you end up, and and all those sorts of things, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. me personally speaking, um, just because of where I'm in my life right now, I, I'm not saying I've got, got it all figured out, but I kind of know in terms of what I want to do and kind of how I'm going to move anyway. So even if it's the battle cool or not, I think I'm mature enough to now learn from my mistakes and say, okay, you know what, this is kind of how I'm going to move on. So, so I don't need somebody... I'm also like I don't need wisdom now, but I think back then I could have definitely used it as well. Because not just the financial side, but just life decisions that I've looked at. I was ten if, years I, if I could go back and listen to anything my parents said over the years, and I could change one thing, it, it would be it would be the, the circle and the people that I rode with. I mean, that, if you went back, Ams, if you went back in time, you'd be able to drive. So oh, number two, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> twice, that's twice. It's calm. I've got one more year to go and I'm back on the road. I've done one more months. year? Jesus Christ. Oh. I've done six months already. Now, do, do, do you know what? Car insurance I'm, is going to be fucked by the time you come back. Again, I think, I think, again, with this one, it's another almost impossible question. I think, for me, I'd probably go back, but solely for financial reasons. There's a couple of things I would do differently, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm very much... Uh, Kind of everything happens for a reason, sort of thing. Like, if it's going to happen, you can try and change stuff, but then something else is good. I'll go back and I'll change a couple of decisions that I, I made. Let, let's use football, for example. So, like I, said, like, like I said last week, I was offered chances, scholarships in America. I was offered to go and play like football out in Austria and stuff like that. Cool, you go back and you say, oh, I'll take it, I'll take a risk. Why not do it? But then it then impacts me having my family now. 
You know what I mean? So the only thing I think I would go back in time and say is, say there's a couple of personal things maybe, but the only thing would be save your money. Like, yeah. like invest so that you and your family later on down the line have got a comfortable life. Yeah, you know I mean, so my, you, my, one of mine uh, is that money, but the second one is look after your knees. I need to cut overweight. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's because all the driving I can do. This man walks up to the drive through. Like, oh, oh, I love, I love that that joke just slapped hands back in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was, on to, fair, he was on to a winner there, didn't he? Uh, no that was good, mate. I'm not gonna lie. I think I would go the other way. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah? different. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit different. I, I personally don't regret anything that I've done. I, I live like what? I regret nothing. <laughs> I regret nothing. Wow. I regret nothing. I regret wow. nothing. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my gosh. Stop fucking lying. That is a confident man, boy. Uh, I, the way I look at it is that I was brought up. I had, be dip, I had different... Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, hear me out, hear me out. I would... Oh, <laughs> Unless it's for the, the financial reasons, if we're taking that out, mm. the own like I, I wouldn't go back and change stuff because it again, like I feel like what Chris said, you wouldn't be where you are today if you yeah. change stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm very as much as you get stressed, you you like mentally you're you're not there all, all the time and you've got um different stuff going on with family members, this, that, and the other. But essentially if if you was to go forward 10 years or someone like 10 years from now will be able to come to you and say look make sure you do this or or you can do that because I mean when I've got I'll be honest like my, my mum's not the most of like, wellest of people so if in 10 years time me was to come back and say look make sure you spend more time with your mum or you do this or you do that then I think I would prefer that because I feel like so far leading up to now it, <laughs> I wouldn't be me if, if I hadn't have made my mistakes. So yeah. that's yeah, that's that's me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wouldn't change I wouldn't change a lot. It, for me, it literally just would be that uh, would just be them two things. Let the knees and then trying to get set up some money. Yeah. Yeah. Bionic knees. Fun. You can yeah. go forward ten years and they'll be able to tell you <laughs> some, some robotic knees. <laughs> I am I am actually Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And then you've got a superhero question as well. <laughs> right. Uh, next question then. So, would you rather take a Roberto Carlos free kick to the chest or go into a 50 oh. 50 with Roy Keane? 50 50 with Roy Keane. Fuck off. No way. Have free you? kick. Gotta be. No have way. You, have you seen his, his cast? Well, Carlos. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 50 50 that you win or lose? What is 50 50 with Roy Keane? I'm just asking you. Why not? Because a 50 50 is a 50 50. That's I'd it. Love to, I'd I have, love to snap I've had a bigger men before. I was going to lie, I ain't taking nothing from Roberto Carlos in the No, 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 no. Remember, I've seen a man physically run you over and try. Exactly. Exactly. 
and I, I came out all right afterwards. It took I'm me a minute or two. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know it, took me a minute or two. it took you 45 <laughs> minutes. You were playing golf. <laughs> now, for Chris. me, now, Roberto Carlos free kicks are dangerous. It can literally kill oh, wait, wait. How close is, the, is Roberto Carlos? That's a matter. Doesn't matter. No, well, well, he's accurately hitting. He's just standing like that. 15 yards with your chest open like that, and he's he gives it full pelt. Ams, Ams, how far away do you have to be from a free kick? 10, Ten yards. Minutes. There's your answer then. Fucking idiot. But, but no, you never said <laughs> a free kick. Why are you Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Said a free, free kick. He didn't. He said, he said to take a free kick. Oh, yeah. Ah, you weren't listening, mate. Oh, I've only got 10 years back to start listening, mate. He's still thinking about his joke, that's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, Rob Chris, Chris, I'm intrigued Rob to see King, what you'd say, Chris. I, I'd, I'd go 50 50. I'm going 50 50. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, all day long. Because yeah. there's a 50 50, there's a 50% chance of you not getting hit. 50% yeah. chance no, no. Ended up like Hallan's dad. No, no, yeah, I'm like, that anyway. I'm getting into the chest, no, no, mate. We can already see your heartbeat, boy. He'll 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 give you. That's a fifty. With Roy King, if anything, Nana's no. dead either way. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 Tim, there, get me, Roy King, isn't he? You know, Roy King. Roy King's got five foot seven. Is he? Yeah, he ain't that tall. You no, know, he ain't you're that. You're Check check how tall Roy King is. Nana's trying to make himself feel taller. I'm five foot ten. 1.7 at half. You're taller than me. There is no way you're taller than me. I'm taller than you. I'm definitely going for Roy King. No, 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 no. You forget, Nana's 5 foot 8 with VAT. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely taller than you. And number two. Yeah, so Roy King, how how tall is Roy King, Ryan? He's 5 foot 10. He's a little boy to me. I'm going for 50, 50. Yeah, that's that's mine. I'm clamping him. I'm clamping him. Easy. I thought he was like six foot three, six foot four. Nah, I'm what, five ten. If nah, Roy King easy. gives this, if Roy King gives this podcast a Super Sunday analysis, it, it is gonna go viral. I will have. He'll probably blame. He'll probably blame Roy po- King. Po- po- he's gonna blame COVID on, on Dagenham United's podcast. <laughs> Chris done me in a 50-50, but did we say it was Pogba's fault for not coming and watching? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Sunis just losing his shit in the corner, just rocking back. That's right, a, so I think that's sorry. an easy one. Right, so we've got uh, yeah, Roy Keane. Four free kicks and, and one one Roy Keane banana. Like, uh, no, 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 no. I would take that was four Roy Keane's and one four free kick. Yeah, yeah, four, four. four Roy Keane's and one free kick. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. want a free kick. I don't want a free kick. I want a Roy Keane. No, I want a Roy Keane. I'll take Roy Keane one on one. I'm fifty fifty. Sorry, right. So who so who's taking the free kick then? No one. No oh, one. Okay. Oh, I thought Ams was taking it. No, I said for Roy Keane. No, oh, Roy yeah. Keane, I'll take him. I've seen Ams turn his back in a free kick in a wall anyway, so he ain't taking nothing. Uh... <laughs> I've seen some dive for a ball and it slipped through your hand, mate, from a free kick. So let's not talk about free kicks. Can we put that edit in? Belfry, free kick. Let's, right not, there, let's right? not talk about free kicks, Ryan, because... Uh, listen, hey, listen, listen, listen. We'll put the one to one on here. He's, he's going to be shooting the keyboard time he's back. There we uh, go. 
That's, oh, until no, 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 no. Drib- that's until he tries to dribble out and then a 40-year-old striker lobs him again. Yeah, but he's a keeper and he's shit at dribbling. You're a centre-mid and you're shit at dribbling. Oh! oh yeah, man. You know time he got done, but Yeah, I saw that video. Saw that video. Saw that video. Saw that video. We get dribbled. Please get that clip. Saw that video. We get dribbled. That's got to be in here. Please, I don't please. care how many goals you scored that game. You got dribbled by a four-year-old, man. Let's just move on to the next fucking question. So that, that, put that clip in when he gets turned differently. That man was fifty-two, like ten years ago. <laughs> like, don't even fucking have it. He's got he's got one of them fucking OAP bus passes. That's how you know he's like <laughs> fucking. It was, so, <laughs> it was so smooth as well. Yeah, I was like, oh. And he tried to get him back, and he didn't get him back. <laughs> It, nah, the best part was you on the sideline there, where you jump and point to the camera, going, "It's it on camera." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Ams, you, you look pretty pissed off, mate. Had to, just, Ams, oh, you, I got dinner waiting for me. In a you're the new George. <laughs> <laughs> right, final question: Would you rather miss a penalty or score an own goal in a cup final that you lose one nil? Oh, I'm Ben's penny. I don't have the most. What the fuck are they up for? Yeah, oh, but no, 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 no. But well, in Colombia, a player got killed for that. So, I oh, I remember that. could be someone shooting and he's going off target and then it hits you. So, that's not your fault. So, technically, but I'll take you the lose ball. the cup final, though. Right. Yeah, but that's you're losing it anyway. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, listen. I'm already losing. Wait, wait, wait. Let's take a question again, Chris. Say the question again one more time. Would you rather miss a penalty? Or score an own goal in a cup final that you lose 1-0? Oh, so you lose regardless, anyway. You're losing regardless, but would you rather miss a penalty or score an own goal? Uh, I, I'd goal. rather score an own goal. Nah, I miss a penalty. Own goal. All day. Own goal. Because you lot must be pussies if you're letting me come out, go and take a penalty. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> nah. No. Start with goal kicks first. Start with getting on the pitch first. Oh, I had some shots today. Put out the graphic. If Miles filled in the sheet, you'd see my graphics on the screen right now. My minutes in that book. Just be quiet, Ams, man. I can't hear you from the sideline. It's fine. <laughs> oh, his missus is getting it when his podcast finishes. <laughs> Sorry? Did you just say his missus is going to get it when this podcast is done? Yeah, as he's going to be up. You've seen the way he talks to her. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, know, oh. I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know which oh, way that no, was going. No, 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 no. Don't try No, 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 no. That's what I was thinking. What the fuck is he saying? Like, it's all love, man. It's all love, man. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other level of disrespect. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. We're all that's what I was thinking, surely. Like, and then just going, I'm having your missus. That's a bit far. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking. Surely that's not what you're saying right now. Surely that's that's, that's not good. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, I mean, for me personally speaking, with, with a pen, it's hit and miss. You're not always going to score a pen. No, um, no, no, stop it. Fuck off. I've seen people miss um, pens before. To be fair, you like you should be scoring a pen. Why? You're 12 yards out. You've got a big massive white goal to aim for. Like. And the goalkeeper goal still miss regardless. Us yeah, goalkeepers ain't even allowed to step off our line. We're not even allowed to step I off our line. I have seen people miss penalties. 
absolutely misspent it. Is. So, but oh, I mean, finals that you lose one nil. No, no, but it's, you know what the thing is, yeah. When it's the on goal, everyone looking you thinking it's your fault, regardless. No, 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 no. The on goal happens. We're not doing like no George Ella Kobe chipping his own goalkeeper. It could be a shot that was going Hold wide, hits your ankle and goes in. Let, 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 let me let me just say a proper basic, yeah. Okay. If you score an own goal, <laughs> then you then you would have been drawing the game. Yes, yeah, nil nil. You score an own goal, you lose the game. But you were drawing. If yeah. it's nil nil and you get a pen, you're winning that game. You see my point? So if you uh, get the, if you get the pen and you score it, you're winning the game. If you're if you score an own goal, you would have been drawing before that. So for me, missing that pen means that you're not only not winning the game, you're then being precluded in that team losing that game. Yeah. I, I don't know. From, from, do you know what? Pen, do you know what? Worse. Do you know what? For me, I'm talking from personal experience. Yeah, I remember this year ten. Yeah, I scored an own goal. And it wasn't my fault, but it hit me, and everybody blamed me. I said that I'm never ever playing centre back ever. It was like a one-off game. It was a friendly game, but everybody blamed me. So for me, no, no, no. I promise you, if we get to a cup final and you take a pen and you miss it, you're you never ever ever playing again. Oh, you're lying. You, you love me too much. You uh, uh, You shouldn't uh, be missing pens though. You should. Like, you just can't. It happens. It happens. Like, it, you ain't you ain't got sixty thousand fans like whistling at you and trying to put you off. Alright, so so we're in a park in Make sure you score your one, listen, you should dead it off by the time I get a pen. So I understand that people miss penalties. I get that, but yeah, of course, people miss penalties. Yeah, people score on goal. Yeah, but my but my point is is that if you score their own goal, I promise you, six months later, a year later, people are gonna banter you. But it's going to be like, oh, you, you numpty. Remember when you scored the own goal? But yeah. people, the thing is, you're going to feel pen, that pain, though. You're going to feel that because... A, if you miss a pen, you've had the chance to win the game. Imagine the pain and the thing that you're going to feel knowing that you could have won a cup, but that's you missed that penalty. That's the penalty that would have won you the game. That's okay, but, but, okay, but, but here this year, you do a really good pen and it's like top bins, but the keeper would have done a mad save. No, you said that's a save. Still missed no, 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 that's a save. That's a penalty miss, save. Though. A penalty miss. Wait, wait, wait. A penalty miss. A penalty miss. Yesterday, yesterday, on Monday Night Football, on Monday Night Football, they had Robert Green talking about penalties and all of this malarkey. I've still and got Robert Green came out and was like, bro, you shouldn't be missing penalties. Like, if you go top corners, you don't miss penalties. No, no, it's just... That's more bottom fans. corners. No, but top corners, is, he was saying, the way he was saying it, it's even harder for, for a keeper to actually move across the goal and actually kind of fly up towards them top corners. You can get bottom corner a lot easier than you would be able to get top. Oh, I depends. depends. Yeah, I was going to say, I completely disagree. Ryan's yeah. definitely going to disagree. That dep- it depends. I, like, <laughs> I don't even try it. I, there's so many shots <laughs> in this podcast here. <laughs> it, 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 trust. <laughs> I, I don't care whether the keeper saves it or you hit the crossbar or you miss the target. I don't give a Still fuck. Missed. point is you've missed it. You yeah. missed it. I just hope, yeah, everyone's watching this right now. Anyone who missed the penalty, Chris said that they're out of the team. So if you missed the penalty and you put the Zagreb Football Club, remember today oh, on final. the 9th of March. Oh, that's my cup final, That's the cup final. Well, when we get to the cup final, we will. And you miss a pen, you're <laughs> out of the team, innit? Remember this time, innit? Because Chris said it, innit? Not me. If we, get to cup, if we get to a cup final, 
and I take a pen and miss, oh, I'm, I'm resigning. He's just I'm manager. Like, oh, cool, then that's it then. Guys, look at your new manager. No, no, no. Straight from B-Wing, look at him. <laughs> Straight from B-Wing. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, no, right, so you know what? No, no, you're genuinely sticking with missing a pen. I don't think I'll, I don't think he's, I don't think he'll give me a hard time because I'll be emotional, I'll be upset. He'll be like, oh, it's all right, mate, it happens. I don't off. care. Ams is emotional, upset. We're still going at him. No, no, right. How many podcasts have we done? How many games have we played since you did that slip against Debden and we still bring it up every single day? Yeah, but I was going through shit, I was going through shit. I understand that, but that's, that, that's no one else's problem. They don't <laughs> care if you cost them a cut final. You think anyone gives yeah. a shit? Which one I is that? I'm a nice guy. But I, but I, think it's, I think it's worse. Final. I think it's worse. The slip, the, the slip is worse than missing a pen. What? How is that even, how are you even comparing that? How it is, is worse. worse. How is it friendly? No, 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 it was a cup final, yeah? 80th minute, what, you nil-nil, and I slip, and then oh, they score. No. I mean, that's worse than Mr. Penn. No. Do you think so? No. Really? No. Bro, that durag's too tight on your head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, no, listen. No. This is a bit on you being talking waffle, mate. Well, Chris, all bad sides, you don't think that's worse? No. Uh, you can slip for any reason. Yeah. Like it, it could be a shit pitch or say I don't know. You okay, slip, so, 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 wait, so, so what we just slipping independent as well? Then same thing then. By the way. Like John Terry, bro, John yeah, Terry, John, no, John Terry, thirteen years on, is probably still, still feeling inside him, bro. Like a type of way that he can't ever get. But look, but, 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 but look, John Terry was wait, 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 one wait, wait, kick wait, wait, away wait, wait, from winning the Champions League, okay, bro. Stephen Gerrard, yeah, club legend. The reason people just get on to Gerard for that is because he literally said, let's not fucking slip. And then yeah. went and slipped. So it's the irony. But he, he didn't people. lose. He didn't lose the league. It was yeah. them playing like idiots for the next three games. That Crystal Palace game is what cost them that league. Big fucking Chris Ball and it was what, 3-0 up. But, 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 but let's be honest. If they won that game, they would have won the league that season. Bro, no, no. Go, if you can somehow tweet John Terry, get Agbo's agent to chat to him, I don't know, do something. Yeah? <laughs> Pull some strings. Yeah? Listen, if you can do something and get hold of JT, say to him, bro. I know. Cut does that, that final cut score burn you? Cut that bit out. No, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. I yeah, how many bit bits up. that are going to be cut huh? out of this? I don't know. Oh, Let's tell you. Oh, mate. Yeah, oh, ask John Terry how that 2008 Champions League final makes him feel. Furthermore, forget that. Ask, who do you reckon feels worse? John Terry or Anelka? I think it genuinely is just as simple as you should be scoring a pen. And yeah. if you score that pen, you're probably winning that game. But look at England. England fuck up every single time in the tournament. We have good players, though. Like, oh, what's what's that going to do? It happens. It happens. It happens. Oh, oh, I, I, beg, I, beg you, I beg you, let's just wrap up this thing because this press do-rags doing my nothing. No, no, but, 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 no, no but, but it makes sense to look. I was going to say that people like Fran Lampard, Paul Scott, all them England greats, Gascoigne, yeah, they're, they're not good players no tens more. Tens of thousands of fans behind them. about in a cup final if you miss a pen to you, win the game and then you go and lose 1-0 people are blaming you 
I guarantee yeah, you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Concept of him being in I, a cup final. I guarantee you. That's not what. I guarantee you right now. I guarantee you right now. When it's the Euros, England in the final, yeah. People are gonna get onto John Stone. Stop talking about Euros. No one's talking about Euros. Final, 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 cup final, right? We're talking about us, bro. We're talking about us. Bethlehem United versus. I'm saying you stop, stop talking about England and all this nonsense. I'm saying. Dagnum, we go and get into a cup final. Bearing in mind, we've still got a fucking semi final to play from last year. I don't know what's happening with that. That's gone quiet. Ooh, we, can't, we can't play a cup final. Well, okay, say when the league restarts, it's looking like it's probably going to be cup games. If that restarts and we have a cup tournament and blah, 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 and we get through to the final, I promise you, Nana, if you score an own goal because someone's had a shot and it deflects off you, I'm going to be pissed. I'll be ah, oh, fucking earlier. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a penalty, if you say, I'm taking a penalty, Gaffer, I've got this. And you miss it, and then we go and lose. I'm, I'm ripping you. I'm. It's your fault. Yeah. I don't care. It's your fault. I'm saying, personally speaking, oh, for me off. personally, oh, just fuck off with your personal. I, I don't, I don't know how you could argue with that. I, I don't no. know. I don't know. I, that's just me. I, I, that's just me. Guys, got head, head, wait, wait. He's uh, got uh, head loss. Hold, hold up, hold up. So you're telling me, Ams, bear in mind, Ams took our last penalty. So we're nil nil, 89th minute. Yeah. And Ams misses a penalty to win us that cup final. And then they score on the counter-attack. They they, they lump the ball long or whatever. Leicester Ryan versus is. Watford. Semi-final. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. But the point is the ball should never have got to the defence if you just finished it in the Nala. You see this, this example? No, 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 You see this example that Chris just mentioned? I think it was 2014 or something. Anthony Knockout, Leicester, away at Watford. He scores the penalty. They're going to Wembley. Guess what happens? He misses. Almunia saved it. They he missed the rebound. Almunia got rid of it. It went down the other end. Troy Deeney. Deeney. You remember that? What a moment. I remember I remember that. I remember that. But the whole point is that you've got to anticipate if someone misses it. You've got to make sure you are there. You've got to. Okay. Right, guys. I just uh, want to say thank you very much for joining us today on our podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Before we land, Chris, I beg you, yeah, because it's the same, it's the same talking topic I had with Henderson and Rice, yeah? I'll put a poll out. Put a poll out. Yes. Facebook, yeah. Insta, Twitter, everything. Everything, yeah. And I guarantee you're going to eat your words. Bear in mind, you owe Jesse Lingard an apology, by the way. I'll tell you what I was going to say. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Why, why else you just mention that? Not that you're watching. Jay Ling. I do. I apologize. I apologize. What does he do? I, what does he do? I, 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 uh, I bashed no, him. No, no, no. Look. It's that yeah. Jay Ling's thing. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bashed him. Chris Ling's. Side West Ham. Since that podcast dropped, he's absolutely smashed it. I've got to eat humble pie. I'm shocked. I wonder if he watched the podcast the night before his first game and he That's like, you know, going to prove to this bastard. That's what I'm was. Gonna... <laughs> that was like, it was the podcast speaking. Who's this fucking Chris? Talking about, I'm saying I'm the real just, deal. Just can someone just at Jesse Lingard? Just keep doing wait, it. Wait, I beg you, tell Dan to at Jesse Lingard. Get Dan to at him. I beg you. <laughs> no, that's what it is. He needed a bit of bit of bashing, and yeah. then and then uh, he's played a little bit better. So slag him off a little bit, and then he plays a bit better. So hopefully, <laughs> by that logic, that means Amran's gonna be fucking amazing when the season restarts. Uh, I won't go that far. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. He's basically saying that you're, he's going to start your first game back. I definitely don't remember saying that. 
He's going to start you. I don't know why this episode is just me getting ripped like I'm bad. I'm I'm just going to be in a cup final and take the penalty. He's going to miss. And then what? It's going to be, it's not going to be him. To be fair, I'm just got 100% success ratio of penalties at the moment. So. That's the way you get him on the pitch. I've scored two, taken two, scored two. So. Um, did you not hear that? I never heard it. What did he say? Oh. <laughs> oh I, I didn't say nothing. Right, it wasn't me. It was, it was, it was one of these guys. But it wasn't. It wasn't me. Person. I was laughing the whole time. It was obviously yeah. fucking Jonesy. But what did he say? I'm, I'm <laughs> not doing that. Save the chest. Watch it yeah. Saturday. Nah, nah, he said he's got 100% ratio. That ain't going to help him get on the pitch. <laughs> oh. You lost your position to, think... to a centre-back. So let's, let's, let's not escalate it. You lost your position to a centre-back. Yeah, I mean, I lost my position because I went out uh, injured. No, no, but, you, you know, lost your position because you couldn't catch a cold. We move. <laughs> I'm not even going to flame Robert because I like Robert. It's fine. Oh, oh friends. All right, well, guys, we're, we're thank friends. you to our sponsors. <laughs> thank you for our listeners. Subscribe. We love you guys, and we'll be back for next week. And listen, if there's some do-rag companies out there, I beg you make like a customized one for Nana that don't affect his head, like his brain and that. <laughs> yeah. um, no, 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 no. On a serious note, yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe, yeah. Like, on no. a serious note, did did you did, that? Did you use no. Morley's grease before you put your do-rag on? The waves up there, don't worry about that. But the whole point what? is this year: the waves, the waves, the waves. The no waves. There's no. Oh, I got bear waves. We're talking about. Let no, the no, man no. speak. Let the man speak. Yeah, go on. Anyway, I personally think, from my perspective, if I'm being personal, if I miss a penalty, I'm gonna oh, feel it. Oh my days! Go away, bro. I'm gonna feel it hundred times more than it's going to on goal. I don't care anymore. I genuinely don't even care about your opinion. Don't we care don't about care opinion. about your personal feelings anymore. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I don't care. Like, I realise whenever Nana says personally, no, he's going to say going to be wrong. <laughs> listen, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll put that poll up on Instagram and Facebook. Would you rather miss the pen or score an own goal, cut final, next week's podcast. I'll put the results up here. And, and then we'll see. And hopefully, Nana, you're wrong. Seriously, thank you very much for, for uh, watching. Much appreciated. Please like, share, subscribe. Get out there. Let us know what you think. Any questions you want us to ask next week, give us a shout.